How do you move the price of Bitcoin? Well, if you're Elon Musk, you put Bitcoin in your Twitter bio, stand back and watch the fireworks. Robinhood is shelving their IPO in light of the recent GameStop debacle, and a crypto fund manager may face several years in prison for running a Ponzi scheme. If you're not convinced by now that NFTs are the future, we've got some news that will likely put you over the edge. The biggest one being a 100,000% flip on an NFT in just three days. We've also got some news around two NFT releases that we've got coming out this month, and one of the Blockchain Heroes community members has ascended. And trust us, it's a very good thing. It's been an exciting week in the world of blockchain, and it doesn't appear that the fun is stopping anytime soon. So let's cover the latest news you can use in our bad news, episode number 484 of the Bank Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, From high atop my perch in Denver, this is Joel Tom, and from low atop his first floor seat in Kansas City is Sir Lord Travis Wright. Tra- Trav, we're recording. You got to take your mask off. Oh, oh you got you got your double mask. You got to take that one off too. Hello. How many masks are you wearing? I've got ten. He's got 10 masks on. Well, that's what Fancy says. He says you got to wear at least 10 masks, thick ones. So and very, it, very little oxygen. That is quite the face condom you have. I'll take it all. Is that better? That's that's better. Man, well, you know, stuff. you got, you know, I, I tell you, oh, man, I almost forgot what oxygen was like. Oh, fresh air. The thing that's mm. actually good for you and keeps you from hopefully uh-huh. getting ill. Oh, man. Nice. Don't be such a mask hole. <laughs> i try not to wear my mask too often welcome to the show this is the bad crypto podcast crypto's not bad we are and not bad like in a illegal kind of way we're just a little naughty not know? bad meaning bad but bad meaning good yeah we're not really bad we're just drawn that way it's true five I identify as being good but we're bad and we want to give a shout out to our friends at eToro that offers a wide variety of cryptocurrencies for trading. You can build a diversified portfolio with 14 of the most popular coins. Count them. Not 13, not 15. There's 14 of them. And you can get $50 in free Bitcoin from your friends here at the Bad Crypto Podcast by going to badco.in forward slash eToro. You got to be a U.S. citizen. There's really not hoops to jump through. It's really easy to download the app, get signed up and make your first purchase of $50 or more. And we will match that $50, not the more part but we'll match the $50. It's all right there on the website, badco.in forward slash eToro. Yeah, if you'd have done it sooner, you'd already had more crypto. So why don't you just go ahead and do it now? Speaking of which, one inch. You want to find a solution for finding the best trade prices across all of the decentralized exchanges? Duh. Yeah, you do. Man, this is cool. This is so imagine the ability to be able to to find these. So there's a lot of different decentralized process, different exchanges out there. You can place an order, find the best price because it's not like the stock in the stock market where the same price is available on all Ameritrade, Neatrade, and all those other ones. They're all different. It, but decentralized exchanges, it's hard to connect with that. But that's what one inch does, and it was built by two professional white hat hackers. And it's reached almost seven billion dollars this first year, and uh, you got a lot of different, a uh, lot of different services available. Very simple to use, easy, user-friendly interface. That's One Inch Exchange. You should go check it out. It's a leading Dex aggregator, which is something we've been needing. Man, this is good. Shouldn't a white hat hacker just be called a white hatker? I no, mean, man, because there's the black hat hackers and the white hat. And well, that would be a black hat, hat hackers. That's a black hat curve. Like, let's conserve on syllables. You know, as long as we can't breathe underneath all these masks and oxygen's already in short supply, I think we should conserve on words. Well, we need to be careful because I've learned recently that acronyms is uh, supremacy. So we can't be using too many acronyms because those that's racist, apparently. All right. Well, CYA, because here we go with the news for the week. 
BCP number one four eight four. Travis, why you got to be so acronymist? I don't know. It's just a new thing I learned. I'm trying I, to be super woke. You know what I mean? Not I have that- not heard that ever. So no, actually, in San Francisco, they're eliminating all of these uh, the names of the schools because they have acronyms, and acronyms are racist or white supremacists or something. One How? I don't know. It, it, it's <laughs> you tell me. I don't know, man. This is crazy <laughs> fake woke world. Fa- crazy fake woke world, man. Fake woke. Let's check out CoinGecko.com. Refreshing the page right now with the timestamp of one twenty nine p.m. Mountain Standard Time on February fourth, two zero two one. Man, that's weird to even say that. I remember, you know, nineteen ninety nine. You know, like it was yesterday. 2000 party over whoops out of time y2k's coming we're all gonna die i i remember you know saturday morning in the 70s getting up and watching tv shows and thinking oh man the 2000s that's i'm gonna be old when that happens in 2021 i'll be super old when that happens well here i am i'm not yeah. super old but i am older and it's just weird I mean, we're super old it's, it's okay no. Uh, you know, that was so funny. I was like, oh, man, the year 2000. In the year 2000. Like, it just seemed like it was such a far away place. I do recall that. I was like 27 when it when it happened. And I stayed up and watched all around the world. Like, oh, it's now it's 2000 in Sydney, Australia. Woo! Yeah, like, literally, it was fun just, like, watching it around the world. That was a good time. The price of the crypto markets in CoinGecko.com is one trillion one hundred sixty-eight billion. That's fun to say. One trillion dollars. Is this the highest it's ever been? Uh, yeah, we're at we're at an all-time high for the market cap, I believe, right now. Bitcoin a little below its all-time high, thirty-seven thousand five hundred and seventy-eight. Ethereum definitely busting through to its all-time high, currently sitting at sixteen fifty-nine. That's not sixteen dollars fifty-nine cents, gang. That's $1,659 for one ETH. Tether, 0.999. XRP, 43.5 cents. Polkadot on a tear, $20.10. Cardano, it's back, baby, 43.5 cents. Chainlink, 24.42. Litecoin, 147.60. Binance, 55.80. And in the number 10 slot this week, edging out stellar, is Bitcoin Cash at 425. Hold on a second here. I'm Lots on. of green this week, Sir Lord Travis. By the way, Doge is at 4.85 cents in the number 12 slot. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. I've been watching some coins outside of the top 100 as well, and some of them are getting really close to being in the top 100. But let's look at this. Dogecoin, it's sitting at 4.8 cents right now, folks. Remember last year, last week on uh, on Bad News, we were talking about it. It had just hit over 2 cents. It made it all the way up to like eight cents or something like mm-hmm, that, something crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there are again that whole Reddit Wall Street bets group. They are looking to uh, pump up the price of Doge, and um, there's a lot of people getting wealthy on that one. That's for sure. Up five hundred and fifty three percent this week. Crazy. Uma, we've talked about this several times. Have you guys done any research on it? It's been up 265% this week. Voyager token up 163. Swiss Borg, which is a DeFi thing, up 135%. Oh, speak of which, one inch up 133% this past week. A lot of DeFi stuff popping and packing and popping and smacking. Sushi up 127%. Compound up 114%. Pancake Swap, which is on Binance. Is chain uh, that's up 108 percent. Sia coin up 106 percent. That's pretty crazy when you double your investment in one week, folks. Like that is pretty crazy. Ave up 75 percent. XRP up 74 percent. Crazy. Who are the crazy. big losers for the week? The people who didn't own crypto this week are the big losers for the week because it's green, baby. In the top 100, there's only one coin that's down any significant amount. That's MDEX down 20%. But the next um, lowest one is Icon down 3%. It's like, it's just green. So if you weren't in crypto this week, you lost. You missed out. You know, one one of the ones I've been paying attention to is a token called Flow. That is what uh, you know. Dapper Labs, which created Crypto Kitties, created Flow, and it's a blockchain that is powering their NBA Top Shot and their marketplace. 
That thing was a 10 cent ICO. It got up to 12 bucks this week and now it's down to $8 and 50 cents. That one is really interesting. It's right outside the door of the top 100. And another one that just went crazy this week talking about definance that I was uh, defi that I was watching is called bow B A O Joel. This thing in the past 30 days is up 14,000% in the last week. It's up 266% last 14 days up 758%. It's got a big market cap and it's got over $20 million a day in trading volume. And it's number like, I don't know, 216, 213 overall. BAO.finance. Maybe do some research on that one. I don't, I'm like, what the hell? I just noticed it. It was up 25,000% at one point. What do you get for nothing? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, come on. You don't know that reference? I have no idea what that reference oh, is. Oh, that rubber biscuit. It's an old, uh, old song that the Blues Brothers redid uh, okay. around the time they released their first album, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. I'll have to add that to the bad crypto. The bow, bow, bow biscuit. Rubber biscuit, the bow, bow, bow. Some of you know. Some of you are like, oh, yeah, that thing. So Elon Musk. Some of you are like, damn, Grandpa, that is a reference there. (laughs) Elon, in the news, he's a billionaire, the richest man in the world, and he says that Bitcoin is on the verge of breaking into traditional finance. I think it already you know, has broke in, I think what he means to say is become a large part of traditional finance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he's finally open to to being paid in Bitcoin. He was on the app Clubhouse and um, they talked about crypto. They also talked about man missions to Mars. They talked about Musk's implantable brain machine interface called Neuralink which I've always found fascinating. That's one of those things, folks, Musk's implantable brain machine interface Neuralink. That's one of the things that you just don't get in the first gen. You want to wait until it's fully beta tested. (laughs) You know, you want to maybe gen three, gen four, you're like, okay, finally, I can trust this a little bit, but like, is it going to be like, whoa, I know Kung Fu. Like, like that's going to be awesome. Or just like be able to be like, thinking a thought and like it comes to you. Like we are on the verge folks of becoming cyborgs, crypto cyborgs. Welcome to the bad crypto cyborg podcast. I am Travbot 3000. Uh, Elon added the hashtag Bitcoin to his Twitter profile. In fact, it's the only thing in his Twitter profile. When you use the hashtag Bitcoin, it inserts a Bitcoin, you know, emoji in there as well. And then he tweeted out a message right after he, said this was in retrospect it was inevitable and within minutes of the tweet the price of bitcoin rose from about 32,000 to 37,500 an hour later uh you know pulled back a little bit after that but this is what happens when the richest man in the world with 45 million followers on twitter tweet you know replaces his bio with with bitcoin the richest man in the world is now a supporter of Bitcoin, folks. Like, and if you pay attention to him, like, I think he's actually pretty woke. Like, he doesn't seem like he's part of the whole, you know, the system as it is and, and the rich get richer. And he's kind of done his own rebellious things along the way. And he seems to be against the corruption. Like, he speaks out about it. We're like, you don't ever hear Jeff Bezos speaking out about the corruption. He goes and buys the Washington Post and he then adds the to corruption. He is part of the corruption. He's D- Jeff Bezos reminds me of those like evil supervillains from like James Bond in the 60s, right? He just looks he looks kind of like Dr. Evil. I wonder if if Steve Jobs was still with us today, if he would have kept his rebellious nature and been like Elon or if he would have gotten eaten by the machine as well. He 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 pretty much I mean even up until the point where he was uh you know, getting ill, he, he would still do some speeches. Like he seemed like he was pretty, you know, I don't want to sound conspiratorial because it didn't sound like he was. It sounds like he was pretty woke too. Like Steve, Steve Jobs could be a big asshole. Like he, he, you know, he's a businessman. He's a leader. He, he, you don't always, I think he'd be ruffling some feathers. I think if Steve Jobs was probably alive still, he would have pissed somebody off with something that he said, and the and the the woke culture would have tried to cancel. They would have canceled way. Apple. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a video out there that you sent me this week 
um, called Fake Woke. What's the guy's name? Guy's name's Don McDonald. I'd never heard of the dude before. He's I don't a really rapper. Listen to rap that much. A yeah. really edgy looking rapper too. I mean, he's he is fully tattooed and pierced, and you know, definitely like if he walked into the country club or even the church, a lot of heads would turn. But you know, right. don't judge a book by its cover. Um, what he has to say went to number one, I guess, on uh, on Apple. Apple on- Music was number one. And uh, on YouTube, the view, the views were kicking it. It seems like that the sensor engine is in place and it's lowering the views and lowering his uh, the um, the reach of this content. But what I have found it to be so interesting and refreshing was not my own reaction to the video, but watching other people's reactions to the video. So if you actually watch it and you're going to go, damn, but then watch other people's type in fake woke reaction video and then watching those, like I, I've been so amused watching these other people going through and watching the and 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 what they have to say while they're seeing it for the first time is highly entertaining. And and what's interesting to me is that the likes to dislike ratio is like ninety plus percent likes versus dislikes. So it's like people seem to be coming becoming aware that well the media manipulates us, the government manipulates us, like the stock market's manipulated, the money system's manipulated. They try to divide us. Like it's clear and more and more people are waking up to that and dude it's refreshing to realize that people are seeing through the bullshit. Well, and the ones who don't, I say go back in your matrix pod, go plug in, enjoy your nice juicy mm-hmm. fake steak and You'll figure uh, we'll, it out eventually. Yeah, we'll be I over don't here when hate you're ready. on people who don't have it figured out yet. They're annoying because they don't know what's going on really yet, but it's well, like, I don't hate on them. They're dangerous. I, just, I realize you've been indoctrinated really hard. Yeah. It's hard to bust through that indoctrination and dogma. Well, nobody likes to admit that they were fooled or bamboozled, right? It's, it's embarrassing to do that. But, you know, I've been there and I'm sure I'll go there again. Musk doesn't care. In fact, he said in this clubhouse, I have to be careful what I say. It can affect the market. The most entertaining outcome would be that Dogecoin becomes the currency of Earth in the future. Occasionally, I make jokes about Dogecoin, but they are really meant to be jokes. Dogecoin was made as a joke to make fun of crypto, but fate loves irony. Well, here's the irony of that. He started talking about Dogecoin, and in combination with the Wall Street bets uh, mentality, he tweeted out uh, just today, Dogecoin is the people's crypto. And Dogecoin is, you know, just hovering below a nickel again, a a, a joke coin. But really, anybody could mine it. People could transact in it as much as they want. It is a currency apart from fiat currency that is deflationary and not inflationary. And I know he's he's kind of joking, but he says you don't need it to be a giga Chad to own Dogecoin. (laughs) <laughs> a giga chad there we go that's a new that's a new you don't thing. need to be a giga chad i don't know what that is but apparently well, you, you know don't what a chad is a chad chad somebody who uh well, they it's, a ma- it's a male karen right yeah well, well it's actually it's like no i think the 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 nomenclature for chad is uh like women love chad they go and they go and hook up with chad whenever they're younger and then they get a little bit older and uh they, like chad thundercock <laughs> When they get older and they want to have a good man who can help support them and take care of them. But Chad, basically he's just out there humping and uh, that's what Chad does. So good luck to Chad, but I don't know what giga Chad is. Chad just must giga Chad is uh, all up in the cryptos. A whole lot of Chad's Uh, in other news, apart from Elon, let's talk about mainstream financial world. Fidelity is optimistic about Bitcoin regulation under the new Joe administration as the crypto market is transforming. They have positive views under what's going to happen next. And there is definitely, as he recognizes, increased demand for Bitcoin from institutional buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there has been a ton of institutional buyers over this past six months. And another thing that's interesting on this next article is that you realize that in January, folks, 22.3 million Bitcoin addresses were active during January. They, they did some crypto trading or buying or, you know, hoarding or hodling. Uh, That's an all time high. That is huge. That's an all time high. The previous high was December, 2017, 21 million active addresses. 
and now 22.3. And, and th- you know, when you think about this, Trav, that's nothing compared to what it's going to be, right? There, there's going to be hundreds of millions of active addresses that just have sats, right? Not a whole Bitcoin, but there's going to be people that are going to stack whatever sats they can because Bitcoin is the money of the future. Yep. Yeah. 22.3 million active addresses. I would almost bet money that by January of 2022, that number might be a hundred million. I mean, look at how much, look at how much volume is happening. We've had this conversation several times over the years and just like how much volume was on average happening per day in like 2015 and through 16, 17, 18, 19. Right now in January, like today, in the last 24 hours, there's been $180 billion worth of transactions and volume in the last 24 hours. Like last year this time, it was like $25 billion a day, and that was a great big day. Now we're talking about six, seven, eight times that on average every day. It just keeps growing. There's no stopping this train. Nope, there is not. And, you know, we talked a lot last week about Reddit and Wall Street bets and GameStop and all that's happening there. And if you want to go a little deeper in on the story, there's a great article on Daily Coin that kind of tells the whole saga of how this began and where we're at now. You can go to badco.in forward slash 484 and, and learn more about this. But in the wake of all this happening, you know, the Robinhood app has taken a lot of flack from people for cutting off for a time the small investor from being able to buy GME, GameStop stock on their app. And as a result of that, they are putting their IPO plans on the shelf because this was really bad. I'm, I'm done with Robinhood. What I had on there, I sold and withdrew my money and exited. Like you're not getting another penny of mine and bad crypto will not promote you again, you could pay us and we're not going to promote you again because what you guys did sucked and the fallout is well-deserved. And I hope people don't use uh, Robinhood anymore. Yeah. For those of you who maybe weren't aware is that there's this company called Citadel and I believe Citadel was maybe one of the, the venture firms that funded, helped fund Robinhood. But Citadel also owned this company called Melvin Capital. Melvin Capital is the hedge fund that was doing the massive shorts on GameStop. And so Citadel uh, was basically, I think it was a, it seems like a big conflict of interest to me when you own Melvin and they have all these huge shorts on GameStop and then Robinhood was trading GameStop. And that's where all these smaller retail investors were going to buy GameStop stock. And then Citadel must have had some conversation with Robin Hood in some way and said, Hey, you need to stop, stop people from being able to buy and withdraw GameStop. And because so we don't lose billions and billions of dollars and they did. And so now as a class action lawsuit against Robin Hood, yeah, probably a good idea to pull away your IPO because you just screwed the pooch and screwed the people, you know, that's screwed the people. So screwed the pooch, So, you know, I don't know if the markets are winning or whatever, but like as of right now, GameStop price is $55.50. So they've driven it way down. Um, It could, I mean, that's down 30, 40% from opening today. I mean, it's plummeted. So, you know, the, the Wall Street elite are not taking this sitting down and they are fighting back against the little guy, the people that they claim to serve when we know who it is that they actually serve. And there's a lot of people that if they didn't sell at the three, $400 mark are crying today and lost a lot of money. Yeah. You know, what was interesting to me is I was watching a lot of comments on wall street bets and I, I was seeing a lot of people saying, wow, look at how they easily manipulated the stock market. Just look at how they hosed us and look at how fake they look at how the news is talking bad about us and like saying lies. Wow. This is fake news. Wow. And they would say, and then I saw somebody say, wow, well, if they're so easily going to manipulate the stock market, I wonder how easy it would be for them to manipulate an election. <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, this is, people are like, people are like thinking for themselves. They're breaking out of this NPC mold, brother. You know what? I want to, uh, we have a review that came in via email and I want to move it to now. And I'm just going to read this that came in. 
because I find it amusing. Uh, the per- the author said, I enjoy your podcast, but I also think you're both a bit nutty. <laughs> All the talk of the man, especially regarding Robin Hood in the hedge fund industry sounds ignorant. It's not surprising that the investment industry is scrambling to condemn the retail investors who stuck it to them. I say good for small guys. However, I don't think we should have a giant, I don't think we have a giant conspiracy within the investment industry to screw the common man. That is silly. The common man are future customers of that group. Aside from that, I've enjoyed your podcast, but I do frequently roll my eyes at some of the discourse. The cryptocurrency community is an interesting mix, mix of fact and fiction. Are you rolling your eyes right now, Travis? No, I'm not rolling my eyes because guess what? This is America and I support freedom of speech. That's the way you feel. That's great. But you know what? When you look at the underlying things of some of the stuff that was happening with this thing, you know, when you realize that Citadel owns Melvin and then also was the funded Robin Hood, that there is some conspiracy within that. And then you have the head of the treasury who actually made like $800,000 from Citadel from giving a speech and you go, wow, there's some, there's some dots to connect. Maybe you've connected them. Maybe you haven't, but Hey, thanks for, thanks for sending us a message and letting you know, letting us know your thoughts. If you have thoughts, send us a message, bad crypto podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to have discourse. We like to talk about this stuff, man. The world is a crazy place and we're trying to help figure it all out, man. In some ways we're ignorant. We don't always know. We don't know everything. We don't know the, the, the ins and outs of all this stuff. We're trying to figure it out. That's why it's the bad crypto podcast. I will, I will claim ignorance to some things, but I'm always seeking and always trying to understand. And I'm curious and I will always continue to research and try to figure things out. We are nutty. I mean, that is, that is correct. So uh, also our bad crypto hotline is always open. If you guys want to leave us a voicemail, you could end up on the air. The phone number is 708. 708- 885-9030, that number again, 708-885-9030. Uh, operators are always standing by because it's open 24-7 because it's a voicemail. So uh, whether or not Wall Street is complicit in conspiring against the small people, there's definitely some out there that are being charged for conspiring. One of them in particular is a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Spence. He was posing as a crypto fund manager and promised his investors high returns on crypto investments. Basically, it was a Ponzi scheme, and he's now facing up to 30 years in prison. The dude's 24 years old. He's known online as Coin Signals, and he took currency worth over $5 million from more than 170 individual investors after making false representations in connection with these crypto funds. Not, not good, dude. Like, way to toss your life. You know, you're the prime of your life now. You're going to spend in prison for stealing from people. Mm. You know, there's a much better ways to do things. You know what? It's like find ways to add value. Like, crypto is a great thing. And add value to it. Don't put a big stain mark on it by doing bad stuff and hosing other people you're hosing other people karma is a bitch it will come back around and smack you around and knock you to the ground so don't be a shit biscuit listen to this travis let's move to the nft world for a moment uh last thursday when the last episode of bad news came out there was a guy who uses ethereum who um, had bought a hash masks piece of digital art. We missed out on this one. We found out about it after the fact. He bought it for $130. It's a digital collectible in three days. 0.1 ETH is what he bought it from. They were in tranches. Yeah. Three days later, sold it for $130,000. That is a 100,000% profit. Mm. So this dude got in and said, hash masks, heard about it somewhere. Like, I need to hear about where these new launches are coming ahead of time. Like, I didn't hear about it, but it's on OpenSea. Somebody released the hash mask, number one, and it was in that tranche, and there was X amount of them available in that first tranche. 3,000 NFTs in the first tranche for 0.1 ETH, which 130 bucks a piece. So this dude got in, chop, chop got in and bought the very first ones like somebody's got to buy the first one who even know if there was a rush on them but that first that first one sold for a hundred 
ETH. So basically it went like this, 3,000 NFTs sold for 0.1 ETH, then 4,000 NFTs sold for 0.3 ETH, another 4,000 NFTs sold for 0.5 ETH, another 4,000 sold for 0.9. Now, or at least when this article came out, they were at 1,000 NFTs that were going for uh, 1.7 ETH. And then 381 that are going for three ETH, and then three NFTs that are going to go for 100 ETH. And uh, it's an interesting thing. It's called Hash Mask, and they look like little frames, and there's like little art in them. It's an interesting art collectible thing, but that is what's different about these is it's supported by the name changing token, which means that people can name the NFTs that they've purchased. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I would call mine Bob because there should be an NFT called Bob. But good on this guy right here, um, you know, for, for picking up on, on this. You know, Trav, we're looking at uh, some NFT gems out there and I'm not prepared to share publicly on the show yet because I don't want anybody um, making an investment just because we talked about it. Uh, before we learn more, we're going to have somebody from this project on Nifty Show soon. So make sure you tune in on Fridays to the Nifty Show if you want to be kept up to what's happening in the NFT and digital collectible world. Because uh, we, we've got our eyes on some that could be really big. Huge. Speaking of NFTs, right? Our boy Adam Barlam is doing this thing called ChainGames.io. And... <laughs> Put us in this like uh, this uh, crypto cart racing game. I don't know if you guys seen this, but uh, Joel is driving the motorcycle and I'm in the sidecar and you guys can drive around as us. And it just cracks me up because it's just so funny. And uh, you can go in and play. And what's so cool about chain games is that, you know, they not only do they have this multiplayer racing game, battle mode, Rocket League, capture the flag, but they also sit on top of other games like, Call of Duty and some of these other games. And so you can actually earn chain while playing these other games. And I believe we have a special competition of something going on over here, right? So yeah, we do. If you'll play the game and select the bad coin cart featuring myself and Travis, play a game and screenshot your gameplay so we could see you in the cart there and then tweet at bad crypto with this hashtag. Hashtag crypto cart hero. One word, crypto cart hero. It's spelled with crypto with a C, not a K. Crypto cart hero. And uh, we'll spot that and we'll reach out to give you 50 hero coin. This is the social money that we have developed that people will be able to use for things, bad crypto, NFT, and otherwise related. And we're going to give them away to you. All you got to do, go in the game, take a screenshot in the bad cart, and tweet at bad crypto with hashtag crypto cart hero one word and um and we'll reach out to you and, and get you some hero coin it'll be awesome that is actually the most hero that we will have ever given out at one time so you're going to want to check that out we're actually going to talk about roll a little bit later on in the show but let's go back around the world to india what is happening in india well they're having some stuff going down in india where they don't necessarily, they're having conversations around trying to eliminate uh, cryptocurrencies. That way they can begin promoting their own central bank digital currency. Mm. And uh, it seems like they're saying, oh, we need to regulate private cryptocurrencies. So there's a new bill passed to the parliament that, that, that seeks to prohibit the use of all private cryptocurrencies in India. And they're saying Bitcoin is a private coin. It's not but that's what they're calling it. They recently had a ban lifted in 2020, giving investors the ability to invest in crypto. And less than a year later, they are really trying to uh, eliminate this and ban the cryptos in India, which is not good to our good friends in India. Imagine a world where people could just do what they wanted to do without interference from the government. It's just, it's crazy that we have so little say in how others want to run our lives. Mm. Wow, check this out. This, is, this, this seems to be a, a bullshit statistic to me, but this says India is currently home to over 7 million people who own over a billion worth of digital assets in India. What? 
No way. That is incorrect data. That would mean the market cap was just over seven trillion dollars. Something rid ridiculous. There's, I don't know what that is. So, so this, the the information is not correct on this article. Travis calls shenanigans. I do like seriously seven billion that own over a trillion that own over. Wait a second. Maybe it's home to seven billion people who collectively own over a billion. That's probably more accurate. All right. There you go. Not seven million people own over a billion. <laughs> Check out all the new billionaires in India, folks. But speaking of real billionaires, the Winklevoss twins have to be billionaires by now by all of the crypto assets that they have. And uh, they are they, they own the Gemini crypto exchange, as you know. They are launching Earn offering, and this is a new interest earning program, which is going to allow customers to earn interest on over 26 different crypto assets that are supported by Gemini Exchange, sort of a DeFi kind of a thing that's maybe going to allow you to earn more money than by far than you would earn in a savings account at a traditional bank. Yeah, I mean, that's nice, especially if it's for some of the cryptos like Litecoin and Bitcoin. I, I know I've used Celsius before and on your stable coins, on USDT and USDC and Celsius, when you've got them on, um, on their product, you're earning 10.5% interest. Like you can't find a savings account or a checking account or a money market or, or a CD from a bank that would pay you anywhere near that much. And whatever amount you put in, you earn interest on it. Now, of course, mm. it's not FDIC insured. So if Gemini or Celsius, or, well, I don't know if Gemini is or not. I don't know what type of uh, regulation they've secured, but I know uh, Celsius and, you know, crypto.com, if like something were to happen to them, you lose your money, right? Because they're custodians of the, the funds. I believe that's accurate. I don't want to get sued for being wrong. So I believe that's accurate. I could be wrong. There you go. It's okay to be wrong. Just don't be hateful about it. Don't give me hate speech. Do we want to talk about Ripple? Ripple's had an interesting week. Like, you know, the SEC's coming down on them. Reddit had some stuff where they were trying to pump the price. They did pump the price. It got down to like what? It got down to the to the teens. And then now then it got back up to 40 some odd cents. So there's some people that are act actively really hoping that Ripple bl blows up and goes big. Uh, we don't really necessarily like Ripple here around here. Around these parts, we ain't big fans in Ripples. We need to get Brad back on the show. It's been three years since we had uh, CEO Brad Garlinghouse on. So, Brad, come come on back and join Brad, us. Brad, come again. back on the show. We hate Ripple. Talk I to us I, about I it. I don't hate Ripple. I don't, I just, I don't think it's the best solution. But, uh, you know, the SEC is coming after him saying that XRP is a security. And um, Ripple is saying that it's not a security. That investment is, uh, therefore, it's not under the SEC's jurisdiction. But what's really the point of this story, uh, and that sentence is, was grammatically incorrect, is they're saying, hey, guys, how come, you, how come you're not looking at Ethereum as a security, too? Because if you're saying we're a security, then how is Ethereum not a security? Also, guys, come on. How would, how would Ethereum be a security at this point when it's based, it's such a utility that all these other cryptos are built on top of it? Like, Because this is what Ripple's saying. So come on. Ripple's like, oh, if you're going to hate me, how about hate them, too? Don't yeah. just hate me. Yeah, hate on. So the, the article positions this as their XRP defense is getting desperate. Um, I don't know. If, you know, I, I don't like when I see headlines like that because the author is putting upon, you know, their legal team um, something that might not be true. I don't know if they feel desperate in what, mm -hmm. you know, in what their defense is. Uh, that's not journalism to me. That is um, editorializing. Yeah. One thing that is crazy, though, man, is that these gas fees on Ethereum, now the price of Ethereum is knock, knock, knocking on $1,700 door. Like I was, I, I, I was staking wax. We do this thing where you can stake wax E and with you and with liquidity with ether, and then you get some rewards. And like, so we got some rewards from doing that. And it was like, my rewards are like 0.19 ETH. But if I want to claim them and pull them out, the gas fees are like 0.08 ETH. Like, are you serious? Like, you, <laughs> uh, I'll just wait to claim it. Then hopefully when gas fees go down. But that's ridiculous.
Yeah, I was going to send up here um, $500 in USDT from my Ethereum wallet and the gas fee was $35. I'm like, that's nope. I'm going to find another way to pay you or you're going to have to wait because sending you that that's like that's worse than traditional finance. And that's not what blockchain is supposed to be all Mm -hmm. about. I do like, I mean, it, it is handy. I, I like, I do like to send Ethereum over Bitcoin sometimes because it's just so much faster, but I'd much rather wait and not have all those fees, but then Bitcoin's getting up there and having some fees too. So then a lot of times, maybe what I'll do is I'll send over a different crypto that's uh, send bad know, coin. like wax or something else, which is like, like very minimal fees. You should but- be sending bad coin and mining it for True. free. Hero so Trav, I uh, I celebrated at the end of last year. Finally, made the last payment on my 2015 Ford Mustang. It's six Congratulations. years old. It's a beautiful car. It's only got thirteen thousand three hundred miles on it because that's how little I drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mine, and that leads us into the story here on DailyCoin.com, which is uh, a new favorite place for us to go and check out the news. In fact, I've started contributing pieces from the NFT space to the publication. The article here says leading automakers, BMW and Ford, there you go, full circle, back blockchain solution to develop birth certificates for cars, putting cars on the blockchain. So, you know, now instead of a, a VIN number, you've got a VID number, a vehicle identity standard VID2. And uh, there's a blockchain project that will help support this and talk about, you know, tracking registration, tracking maintenance on the vehicle, making the data tamper proof, you know, so that you can know everything about the car's history, its repairs, its maintenance, its mileage. This is a great use of blockchain from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and most likely those birth certificates will be a variation of an NFT, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not a fungible token. It is, uh, it is specific to your partic- particular vehicle by definition. That will be a non-fungible token because it's only like, oh, your car got this particular uh, maintenance done and service done. This car is your car, and Joel might have another car that's similar to it, but it's not exactly this car, so it is not fungible. Fungible means I can switch this for something that's identical Bitcoin for Bitcoin, dollar for dollar, euro for euro, ripple for ripple. But a car is different than this other car. Those are not the same. Those have different values. Those are going to be non-fungible tokens, folks. That's awesome. If you wonder how baby cars are made, today um, I went out for a bit and in the parking lot of um, a building across the street from where I was going, there was two UPS trucks. And they were backed up to each other, like right up to one another. Like you could not walk between them. And I'm like, oh, that's how baby vehicles are made. Mm. Maybe they were just like switching out pa- uh, packages between the well, two of vehicles. of course they were. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they were having sex, Joel. I don't think that is. <laughs> what happens for- when a car yeah. mounts another? It's like a horse. It just hops up on and just starts humping the tailpipe. Don't you know anything? I just figured that? the UPS trucks were doing butt stuff. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> i even had to take a picture i was like if I, i'm not using twitter right now i've been dark on twitter for a month now but if i were i would have tweeted that photo that's nice i just went undark i put my sir lord travis right back on there and the picture of me in Prague, where i look like i'm a king which is funny um but anyway you know what speaking of ethereum before we got derailed with uh ups butt stuff dap radar dap.com uh, this website that tracks all the top daps. Look at this. The number one top dap is roll. Mm. Tryroll.com, which is social money. It is the number one dap in social right now. This is in, you know, we had Bradley Miles from Roll on the show here, what, two weeks ago, I believe. And that's when we rolled out the hero social money and we gave some away to you guys. And you know, for those of you who are following us on Twitter, if you're fast, we've been giving out some there. We've been giving out hero um, coin in our blockchain heroes meetings on the nifty show, like all the different places that we show up, we're going to be distributing this token. You don't buy it. We're going to give it to you for being part of the community. And, uh, you know, as we said earlier, if you play uh, super crypto cart, you know, you got a chance to get 
50 hero coin from us. This is impressive that they've taken off this much. Uh, that roll is really, they're on a roll and there's no sign of stopping. In fact, there was a tweet uh, that Brad sent us and it's public. So I guess I could say this, but they are getting so many calls from celebrities and it looks like Terry Crews is going to be issuing his social money on roll. Nice. We're one of the first 300 people to, to do it. And I suspect by the end of the year, uh, from what they said, they'd be maybe around a thousand by the end of the year. Some other cool stuff in the world. Okay. Go ahead. After he says uh, end of the year, uh, cut him there. Travis, you might be interested to know what the number two social app is on DAP Radar. On DAP, it's not DAP Radar, it's DAP.com, rather. Okay. Uh, it's spank.live. Spank.live. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I figured it is. I just clicked on it and it says spank.live is a cam site with tipping in Ethereum, multiple payment channels. Despite enjoying your social life in Spank Live, users can also stake Spank to get booty used in tipping in spank live there you go you know if the porn industry wasn't part of the rise of cryptocurrency they would you know they they have actually pioneered so many of the technologies mm. that we use on the internet uh, which you know a lot of people might not like that fact but they pioneered live streaming they pioneered e-commerce because the porn industry wanted to find a way to bring this to people on the internet and it mm. didn't exist and so they put their heads together, pun intended. Mm -hmm. And you have a bad pun waiting. You know, I was going to say, speaking of rising, I'll be right. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> While Travis goes and downloads the Spank Live uh, <laughs> app in other NFT news, the Wax NFT awards have just been awardified, and mm. they were a community vote. Um, that there was uh, there's a platinum for first place, gold for second, silver for third, and then the cardboard or brown participation award. I think they had something like 1,700 people voted in that. 1,631 people voted in this. And Travis, we won three awards. We did win three awards. Pretty pretty cool. I'm definitely pleased with that. So I guess we can start off. Right here at the top of the article, best art, the NFT award for best art on wax goes to Bitcoin Origins. They won the platinum award. Second best hey, art. By the way, amazing art. Really. They have amazing art. Crypto Monkeys got the gold award and Blockchain Heroes got the silver award. Um, nice. I might be a little biased. I think our art's maybe a little bit better than Crypto Monkeys because um, it's more cartoony. I guess but it depends. They have a great community that loves it. And so they, they I think they ramped well, up. Well, and along those lines, they won the NFT award for best community. Uh, they got the platinum award, Crypto Monkey. Oh, they did. Blockchain Heroes came in second with the gold award. Alien Worlds got the silver. Um, most creative was Crypto Monkeys. Most innovative was Alien Worlds. But Blockchain Heroes got um, the gold award, second place for that. For best community? Well. Yep. For most innovative. Oh, most innovative and best community we yeah. got golds on. So we got we got three medals out of uh, five different categories. And so thanks to everybody in the WAX community who collect blockchain heroes, who support um, what we're doing in the space. And along those lines, Travis, we have an announcement to make. Well, before we do an announcement, I'm looking okay. through this. I don't see any major brand represented on any of these awards. And I think I know why is because they, the big brands don't really seem to activate a community. They don't activate their community around their blockchain projects. They do very little marketing. So if you're looking at all of this here, folks on wax, these are the independent artists that have won every single award. These are all properties that did not exist before they were on blockchain. Every single one of them is a brand new uh, IP. That's interesting to me. And we, we get to help pioneer this. And uh, mm -hmm. those of you who are collecting, you are pioneering along with us. You know, the pioneers are not just the creators, the consumers also that are, are paving the way here 
um, are making a big difference. And uh, before we go into the set, we're coming up with Travis. Speaking of pioneers, but the more you uh, say pie, I am hungry. You are hungry? What would, if you could have a piece of pie right now, what kind would it be? You know what? I really, you know what I'm thinking. It's like I haven't had a piece of pumpkin pie in a while. Uh, like uh, there, there's a uh, a place here that you can get like froyo or like uh, custards, and they they take a piece of pumpkin pie and mix it in with ice cream, and then add whipped cream on the top, and then add some of that pumpkin spice shit. Mm. It is so good. I haven't had one of those in months, but I, I'm thinking I might need to go get one. I know exactly what I would get. I would get a piece of french silk pie from perkins you know the diner the diner perkins like their french silk pie just makes me go nearby oh my gosh maybe i'm gonna go there and take a picture of it just to flaunt to you my delicious flaunt your pie at me so you know in the blockchain heroes community there's now there's thousands of people that are holding at least one blockchain heroes asset in their wallet since we started you know, late last summer. And uh, the community is just, we love these, these people so much. They just, they show up every week for our meetings and we do a presentation and you're all invited. If you just want to join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific, go to nifty.show forward slash report. Uh, and that's called the hero report. That's where we meet. And we've had an activity going on now for a little over a month where um, there is an opportunity to accomplish something very difficult. Somebody has to collect nine different pieces of artifact and then combine them using our online tool. And as a result, they have a 10% chance to get the artifact of Ascension, Mm -hmm. which is the most highly prized um, reward in Blockchain Heroes. Because what it does is it allows them to work with us to become a hero or a villain in an upcoming blockchain heroes release. Yeah. As Joel mentioned, very difficult to get because we, in series two, first strike, we had three phases of pack release. We had the first phase. Those were all pre-minted packs. So if you open up one of those packs, which are available on the secondary market, those are already going to come pre-minted. The low mints are in there. The best cards are in uh, the, the, the rarest cards are in that first phase and they're the rarest. Well, there was three packs that we released within each phase. So there's the hero pack, the Titan pack and the crate pack. And each one of those types of packs was the only place where you could get that particular artifact. So to get all nine artifacts, you had to go to all three phases of the sale and open up all nine types of the packs to then get all of those different artifacts. And then once you got all nine of them, as Joel mentioned, you had a 10% chance to ascend and what happened so craig gonzalez who has been one of the the biggest collectors in the blockchain hero space has collected sets five times to attempt five times to attempt and Mm. all five of those Mm. failed Um, now he got a special nft as a result of that but he did not get the king daddy prize Mm. until last night one of the high moments of the the whole blockchain heroes universe took place last night as the community was there and Craig made a sixth attempt. He burned the nine artifacts and he received the artifact of Ascension. It was just this joyous celebratory. Everybody in there was clenching, pulling from him for, for him, not from him. We're not going to take from you, Craig. We're just, we're pulling for we're not ups trucks right but (laughs) and he did it and it was so awesome and i'm gonna i'm gonna put a link in the show notes to the exact point in the video replay where it happened so you guys can go watch this because it was just so fantastic in the show notes badco.in forward slash 484 to see this for yourself yeah and i think i am uh, maybe going to take that content and turn it into an nft that should be fun, like a fun commemorative. Should it be a multi-part NFT, Joel? Just one? No, just one. I, I sent you a six-minute video that contains it all. I would just chop it up okay. um, and, ma- and shorten it to make it you know, good. a few minutes. No, that'd be great. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff going on in the NFT world for us. One of the ideas that, uh, that we were chatting about, so we have the Nifty Box, right? The NiftyBox.com, which is now completely sold out. You cannot get a Nifty Box from us. You can only get it 
in the secondary market. But the nifty box is something that we use where we drop cool cards to people at least eight to 10 drops every single month. So they're getting at least eight to 10 cards every month from us. A lot of times it's 20 cards or more, but what we did was, um, you know, January 3rd happened. January 3rd is always the anniversary of the Genesis block 2009, January 3rd, the first Genesis block was mine. Right. And so I was, I made these different. And and then on that day, January 3rd, it it passed $34,000 for the first time. So I made a card, a cool animated one. I say cool because I made it, um, but <laughs> we ended up dropping it to the folks on the Nifty Box, and people loved it. And the price of them were going—it's they're going for pretty high value, which is nice. And so it made me think, like, wow, maybe we can create a whole series commemorating, not like Bitcoin Origins is doing, but just to commemorate the price action of Bitcoin and the the monetary purchasing power that Bitcoin has grown over the years. And we've come up with this thing, Sir Lord, Mr. Joel Com, called the Bitcoin Elite. It's the Bitcoin Collection. It is. And these NFTs are absolutely beautiful. We have commissioned top-rate artists, first-rate, to create a truly black tie experience for collecting these NFTs on the WAX blockchain and if you guys want to have an invitation, just go to thebitcoinelite.com and fill out the form. Um, we are releasing more info on this as we have something to show you. If you uh, do check out the hero report from last night that we linked in the show, uh, we also talked a little bit about the Bitcoin collection in that hero report. And we'll be talking about it even more in next week's community meeting. So yeah. the Bitcoin elite. But before every that, we've got some month, every single month on the 21st of the month, we're going to be releasing these and it's going to be a new artist, like some kick-ass artist in the crypto space is going to design something specifically around Bitcoin for that particular next year. So the next will be 2010 or whatever, but it's all going to sort of have a vibe around Bitcoin and those particular artist renditions, there will only be 21 of them every single month and i know that last time i heard there's over 300 people who've opted in saying they want those 21 so should be it should be peculiar to see how it all pops out huh we we're pretty sure that they're going to sell out very quickly that happens on february 21st but before then sir lord travis we surprised ourselves um in coming up with the idea for a blockchain heroes mini release and we were inspired by everything taking place in the uh, Wall Street world with Wall Street Bets and Reddit and people buying GameStop and Elon Musk and, and the war between the evil centralizers and the heroes continues. We are releasing a mini set on February 15th called Stunk Wars. And for those who don't know, Stunk is just an internetified, webified, memeified way of saying stocks. We like our stonks and uh, we dropped an NFT to uh, a lot of holders of wax NFTs that had a fun spoof of Star Wars in it with the scrolling text and all. And uh, you can see that also if you go to the show notes or just go to stonkwars.cards. This mini set goes on sale on the 15th of February at 12 noon Eastern time. And these cards are looking badass. These are, well... So when you when you dive in and you learn about who the players were in the whole game stonk thing, uh, you know that it happened. Some stuff happened on Reddit. There was this guy that that uh, we were talked about earlier on in, in, in the show, uh, whose name was Deep Fucking Value. That's his Twitter handle, or that was his uh, Reddit handle, and identified GameStop, and then kind of basically got people on board, and then and then all these other people sort of played into it on both sides, and it's like, man, there's like real world, real world you know, blockchain heroesy kind of stuff happening in real time. And so st sticking to the true nature of blockchain heroes and, you know, injecting ourselves into the discussion around decentralization and centralization. And when things like this happen in the culture, expect blockchain heroes to show up in some way to help educate and guide with a little bit of wisdom and a little bit of wit to, uh, to help explain the scenario and uh, move things forward a little bit of life. wit and a little bit of wisdom explain the scenarios all the ways you got to go mm, uh, mm, and now you know mm.
that that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening to Bad News. Joel Common, Travis right here from the Bad Crypto Podcast. Yo, boy! Gia, make sure to leave a review or something else you want to do. Call us. You can message us. You can tweet us. You can Instagram us. You can do all the things to us, but just stay bad. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.